2: What's up, everybody? How's it going? Happy Friday. Welcome to Comic Book Nation. Brand new episode of one of the, I will say, I don't think we can, we don't have to be super humble here. I think we're one of the coolest shows around. I agree. I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, (laughs) I am Aguilar. Uh, Of course, our uh, fearless leader, Kofi, is enjoying a much uh needed a much welcome vacation so we will have him back next week and he will have plenty to chime in there's going to be all kinds of news because it is new york comic-con week but i have a stacked cast here uh with us the
1: ever-talented connor casey happy red friday everybody <laughs> <What is that? laughs> the Chief's amazing winning. queen oh, okay.
0: janelle wheeler <laughs> happy tampa bay red friday do we play no we, okay, pl- we probably play on sunday yeah. it's fine though red it's all red around I don't know. Amazing. Chiefs
1: are three and zero when Taylor Swift is present. Oh, that's someone true. Someone needs to point that. You guys that's are right. winning.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was going to say the the broadcasts have been very Taylor Swift focused over the last few uh, things. Gee, I wanna Too much why. divisiveness. <laughs> Kofi's not here, uh, so cool. we can talk Chiefs freely. <laughs> no. So, uh, so yeah, so you have all that to look forward to. Uh, we've got a stacked show today. We are going to be talking all of the, well, as much of the New York Comic Con news. It's going to be hitting all weekend long, but whatever's been announced so far, we've got a bunch of stuff to go over. We've also got reviews of the newest episode of Loki, uh, the Fall of Usher, which is a really intriguing show. We also have Frasier review. We've got new comics. Uh, and I feel like much to Janelle's delight, we have Walking Dead stuff to talk oh, about. So that's that's what's interesting. Go. So let's get into it. Um, first off, they did uh, a big Walking Dead panel, and I've been very admitted that like I was lapsed on the show. Um, but the spinoffs that were going to include some of the original cast were the things that were going to get me back into it. Um, obviously, the Daryl Dixon show uh has been you know popular and rolling along uh but then the big one is the rick grimes and michonne show and we finally got a teaser trailer for that show uh that one is the walking dead the ones who live um just and honestly it's as someone who's waited on those movies that were supposed to hit (laughs) for for so long and like the rick story like once the rick story ended i kind of that's when i left I mean that's really when I kind of just lost interest in the show that's the character I follow uh, and everything around him so I'm very excited for this uh, it will premiere in February 2024 on AMC and AMC plus uh how we feeling from the teaser to know how we feeling we good we we excited um, again what are we doing
0: I I'm very I was kind of let down by the teaser to be really, really honest because it it was just a teaser. It's not a full trailer. Um, I don't know what it's going to be about. I don't know. And there's like no answers to any questions that I have besides that Rick and Michonne are going to be there. (laughs) Um, so I was a little disappointed. Like when I watched it, I wait, I went, wait, no, wait, that's it. Like that. That's all that's happening here. Um, but it is really exciting to see his face, to hear his voice again. I, um, I did kind of fall off as well, Matt. You're not alone. I feel like a lot of even diehard Walking Dead fans kind of decided, "Hey, I, I've kind of grown out of this. I've kind of let it go." Like with the other spinoffs, like the Young Generation spinoff, I couldn't even like I couldn't even pretend to be interested in that. Um, the Daryl Dixon, obviously, I think a lot of diehards love the Daryl Dixon, no matter what. They're excited to see him there, but I truly haven't checked that out either. <laughs> so um, I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic because it's just so hard to bring back the magic once you let a certain amount of time pass. And that's what I'm nervous about with this. Um, I'm definitely going to watch this, but I, you know, as someone who I started off like my geek career with comic book on The Walking Dead, um, I I have definitely lost the magic. My magic kind of, my flame kind of got a little. I'm not going to say it went out, but I, I definitely like stopped being super pumped when I lost Glenn. And then as they kept, you know, losing more and more of the original cast, that's, it just kind of became bittersweet for me to watch. So anyways, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I don't even know. I don't know, Matt. I'm a little
2: nervous. <laughs> uh, Connor, why are you feeling?
1: I have no thoughts on this one. I care about uh the other <laughs> series from this creator uh from Kirkman that being Invincible. So, um, uh, you got nothing, nothing for me on this
0: yeah, one. Yeah. I more in
1: realized. I just realized you're wearing a cheap shirt. Yeah. yeah. I just Did, did that you miss the
2: first 5 minutes of the show? <laughs> I just did. Sorry. I wasn't looking at this shirt. I was looking at stuff, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh well, okay. So, in other news that is pertinent to those who have been following the Daryl Dixon show. Uh, earlier on, Carol, Melissa McBride, was supposed to be part of the show. And then a uh, bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff happened, and that didn't that didn't end up occurring. Well, now, at Comic-Con, they announced that she will be joining the show. She will be returning to the show that she never was on. <laughs> she will be coming back in Season 2 of Daryl Dixon. And it has huh. a new title to, to go along with that, which is The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, The Book of Carol. Uh, so now we have Book of Boba. I mean, it's <laughs> amazing to me. That's, those awesome bookends to think.
0: That's, that's, that's interesting to me. I wonder if they didn't get the amount of viewership that they wanted in season one. And now they're like. Well,
2: let's see. When is that? Um, I don't have a date for that yet. Um, she does. However, now there is a, you know, this kind of ties in with the season finale. of -hmm. of daryl dixon um so on there's going to essentially be i won't like do the full spoiler but there is going to be a connective thing that people will want to watch that season finale for that will get them ready for season two and carol joining the show well now i'm intrigued yes you will want to tune in i carol is one of my favorite characters from the show Period. I actually find her more interesting than Daryl, <laughs> yeah. so I'm I'm very excited for that. That actually I haven't watched the Daryl show. This will probably get me to jump in. Me too. Uh, I will probably binge it first. So this is good. This is a this is a win. In other news, random news. I feel like we've been talking about Suits has like dominated everything lately. Yes, uh, and it's dominated comicbook.com too. I don't know <coughs> what yes. stories there are uh, because <clears throat> of a show that you know had not been around for a minute i mean it it actually had its series finale in 2019 but when it hit netflix it just took off and it actually hit a second service and i'm blanking on the second service it was peacock but um those two things like it has just been dominating across the board like everyone has gotten into the show and by the way i'm I'm one of them because like all I see is suits reels on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. I don't know how many clips I've seen of suits through that and it's gotten me it's gotten me in, right? That's so great. now um we're going to be they are working on a new suits show. It is in development. Um it is uh they're working with the series creator, uh, Aaron Korsh on a brand new suits offshoot. Um nothing about like the original cast returning or anything like that. So we'll probably be you know, I would I would imagine maybe you get a few people, you know, and then spin it off that way. But for for the show that is just dominating everything, it seems like hey, suits fans can uh, can have a breath there and, and be excited about something. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I know neither of you are big suits people, right? Oh, I'm right,
0: I'm big into suits. Oh, okay. So oh, are you yeah. excited by this? Oh yeah. Is, I, is there I, someone I binged... you want to see? If they don't have Lewis in this at all, I'm out. So, like, if you better have guest appearances from the original cast, so I understand that you're trying to do something completely new, but it's in the same world, is what they said. Um, Suits, yeah. It, it, they better, they better at least give me Lewis. Like, Lewis is my favorite on the whole show. <laughs> He's So great, uh, and I have been binging it nonstop. I was like on vacation in paris and i'm i'm like staying up all night to finish watching season seven of suits like it's uh yeah it i i'm i love the show and i actually do love the original cast so i don't know how i feel about this again i guess it's the feeling of bittersweet because yeah. I, I just i'm so attached to these characters even like megan markle i was always kind of confused about what Like, what did Harry see in her? Why is she a princess now? Like, I was just kind of like, I don't know who she is. And then I finally watched this. I binged it on Netflix. And now I'm like in love with her. I'm like, oh my gosh! I love Meghan Markle. I am team. Yes, I'm team Markle. She's the sweetest person on the planet. I just, I yeah, I'm a big fan of the actors and the roles that they play. So I just hope they're in there somewhere.
1: Now, Matt, maybe I missed it, but is is she allowed to be in the show? I don't know what the royalty. Was
0: well, so. now oh, they, they left not the royal family, right? right yeah, yeah but, they're
2: not part of it. So she technically could, I think. I, I feel don't know like if she, she will. Won't.
0: I don't think she will.
2: I mean, she's, yeah, she's, like, on a different level now. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, but she ain't doing much
1: otherwise.
0: I think that she, yeah. I I just don't know if, like, acting was... I mean, I watched, Okay, I now I'm going down the. Road. I watched like all of the Harry and Meghan stuff. Like, I, I yeah, I think she's more about like helping people and the charity charity work, work yeah, and uh, like the documentary stuff. I mean, that's just a thought. Who knows? We could be pleasantly surprised. I would be pleasantly surprised. I would love to see you, Meghan, come back, please. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so so good news there hopefully we'll actually get some concrete news uh you know the good news is the writer strike is over so pitches and stuff like that can happen scripts can be written and we'll see what happens when the actual actor strike is done and maybe we get some casting stuff yeah. uh next in some comic news Ooh. uh this is uh the james bond series uh over in dynamite has kind of had a like a, a little bit of a revolving uh door for creators and stuff like that. And I've enjoyed some of them and some of them I haven't enjoyed as much. But the biggest high profile news from Dynamite Entertainment was that Garth Enos will be doing an all new James Bond series, uh, which will be celebrating the seven, uh, 70th anniversary. That's nuts. Uh, <laughs> James wow. Bond. Uh, it'll hit in January. Um It's going to be obviously, I, I love the sentence, it's going to be closer to the darker, more grounded Bond from Ooh. Fleming's novels. Rather than the movie franchise, and
1: cool. I was kind of like, if you get Garth to do it, it better be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh
0: oh, Connor's making a face, Uh-oh. guys. Oh, you got,
1: you got, you got to react. I'm worried. I- I'm worried about this one. See, Garth, I love Preacher. Ooh. I hate the comic version of the boys, and there is a, I-, I guess the word there's a juvenile humor and kind of almost cruelty to his work. And you're taking a character like Bond, who I think the movies have done a great job of kind of modernizing in the recent decades. Go back and read those books. He's awful. (laughs) James Bond is? And like Connery (laughs) is literally the closest translation to how he is in the books. And uh, I'm a little afraid of what Ennis could do with like, hey, I'm a human. I'm a man baby when it comes to the obscene and grotesque out there. So I'm going to go nuts with this and that frightens me.
0: Now I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you. See, I caught in the same boat. I'm
2: like, "Oh, that's that's interesting." I'm
1: like, "I don't need Bond forcing himself on women like <laughs> no. that's No. we don't uh, need that. That's icky." <laughs>
2: no. Yeah, but Man Baby Bond has a yeah, has man, a baby title Bond. ring to it. Yeah. It it's is it's De more Ro- interesting than copy and paste
1: Bond, House. which is I feel like what we've been getting. Sure, from. but do you want Homelander Bond? <laughs>
0: that-
2: amazing oh my god that's what we're looking at i would love that actually i know that i'm sorry like put someone else i mean here's the thing it all depends on how you approach the like the supporting cast what the framework of the book is right if you really kind of make bond one of the villains of his own book then sure i'm kind of up for it or or at least have someone to check him Mm -hmm. and you frame the world around that this dude is a giant jerk i'm that's interesting to me that's more interesting than what's been happening over the course of a while like uh, that character is just so boring to me as of late so if you can do something like that i will actually give it a chance you know um we'll see we'll see how that goes now if they go full on and it's toxic or whatever then obviously no but we'll see we'll see how it comes but i am intrigued Uh, janelle seems intrigued as well
0: (laughs) i am now connor sold i'm sold My
1: my concerns are her advertisement. (laughs)
2: Um, In DC news, we have uh, one of my look. I've I've stumped on the show. I don't know how long for the Elseworlds uh, series of a series of books, and that you know the the movie universe should have taken more cues from that. We got DC is officially bringing back its Elseworlds banner. It's doing it uh, slightly differently in the fact that they're all going to still be other worlds and stories kind of set outside of continuity, but a lot of them are also gonna be sequels to things we've seen. So like um, we've got obviously uh, DC versus vampires, uh, World War Five, which you see uh, one of the the images right there. Uh, we have Dark Knights of Steel all winter. Um, we have, let's see, the, the, the biggest one here is the Gotham by Gaslight, The Kryptonian Age, uh, which is a sequel to that classic book. Uh, we then also have Green Lantern Dark, which I know everyone's going to go, yeah, that's the one Matt's most excited about. And it <laughs> is. You are correct. We also have <laughs> Batman Nightfire uh, as well. And we've got a kind of a group of, I mean, Andy Diggle's in here uh, playing Seth Manor in here. Um, we've got a lot of great creators. And I I love the DC versus Vampires is like a really fun book for me. I've mm-hmm. actually really, I've followed that series quite a bit. It's, It's super fun and they do, they go all out with the premise. So if we get more of these types of things, I'm all for it. Um, you know, some of these are sacred cows, right? Gotham by Gaslight is like one of those that people hold up there. I mean, obviously there's books like, um, you know, The Long Halloween and uh, The Nail already received sequels. But mm-hmm. like still, like there are some great stories in Elseworlds already. Give me some sequels. And as long as they can stand up to it and deliver, I'm, I'm
1: good with it. But, uh, you know, any thoughts on this? Now, Matt, does this what does this mean for black Label? because it felt like that was becoming what else was and that hey we can do the crazy dark stuff much as we want to because it doesn't matter none of its canon mm. but what's what's does that stay does this replace it how do you feel about that
2: nothing in their initial press release or announcement or anything had anything to take away from black label or or Talk about like pushing that aside or changing the format. And honestly, Black Label has really become the spot for mature, longer, mature storytelling. Like right. that's been their their calling card more so than the like outside of continuity. A lot of them obviously are, but like the more mature, darker, more adult storytelling is kind of that trademark. I right, mean, but I just I DC think... versus vampire stuff has been in DC's core line. So like there's still like a PG thirteen like esque to it. Hmm. So yeah. The, this doesn't if it's an Elseworlds book, that doesn't necessarily mean it will be to the level like the kind of adult grittier level of a Black Label. It doesn't mean it it won't, but I just I don't think there will be as much of a blurred line
1: there sure. as anything is. I, I just um, I just look at something like White Knight and I think that's just um, Elseworlds, but it's Black Label. So I, I feel yeah, like I feel like there's I can see that fitting in two. either
2: one now that one oh and that you know if you're a big white knight universe person like me uh you got some bumming news that uh that might we might not get another follow-up to that for like a while years because mm-hmm. of zorro which that also looks great but like still uh but i agree with you some of those books could easily fit in both camps it'll, it'll be interesting to see if like white knight is a perfect example um it moves over even though that does have some more adult themes and things um, and then last but not least, uh, in the DC side of things, they announced their Superman Superstars initiative uh, for 2024, which will be, let's see, uh, a year long. This one chest hit, so forgive me. I don't have this one <laughs> in the queue. A year long string of stories that will be told in the pages of Action Comics uh, from January through December 2024. The book will feature a rotating array of writers and artists who will be teaming up with Mini arcs, starting with uh, looks like Jason Aaron. Uh, And artist John Timms for I Bizarro, which will be a three arc storyline. So uh, interesting. Uh, We have Joshua Williamson, Rafa Sandoval taking a book uh, in April. So that, I mean, look, the Superman books have been killing it. Superman, Joshua Williamson, Superman for me is a big part of that. But, um, you know, Action Comics has been stellar as well. So this this approach is interesting. Jason Aaron for me is like can like really hit or really miss so i'm i'm excited for him on on soups i'm excited to see what he can do um
1: what do you guys think any thoughts it's anything like a thor run i'm all for it but if it's not mm, we'll see <laughs> if it's like avengers i get a little
2: <laughs> avengers started out really good and then it's just it's super complicated and and yeah this too bit. much for me yeah, a little bit. Uh, but that is all of the r- current rundown. Marvel actually has their panels uh, today. So we'll be getting a lot of, of Marvel news later on throughout the day. Uh, obviously, there's more panels throughout the weekend. And we'll have all of that on Countbook.com. So for now, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we will be jumping into our review segment for frazier Loki, Gen V, all kinds of stuff. So stick around.
1: Da, 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 da. We are so getting copyright strike for that one.
2: Come on now. I stopped it. I stopped it in time. That's another thing. Uh, Alright. So with us, you can see we have a special guest with us, Mr. Russ Berlingame. Uh I literally saw you uh writing fraser stories in asada and like leapt into his dms and went hey <laughs> are you are you watching <laughs> fraser? i was very excited um so we are obviously fraser is back with a new paramount plus series this is um like uh it is a revival but obviously like not the entire cast is along with on the ride it's a new setting but not really a new setting it's kind of a return to old setting uh real quick before we launch into it janelle did you have did. a chance to watch
0: yes i watched okay four of the five episodes
2: yes yeah, so we got uh the ability to watch five uh episodes of the season obviously we are going to be non-spoiler we're not going to spoil anything for you it's going to be a weekly release as well so uh i think you know the premiere does a good job of, of setting the stage, it gets Frazier where he needs to be, uh, and it brings in some of his, you know, what's going to be the main supporting cast. But uh, we will be non-spoiler from here on out. Um, this very much returns him to Boston, but they, throughout the show, address, like, why certain things are not there, why certain people are not there. Um, his He's going to have his son, Freddie, and then he's going to have Daphne and Niles' son. Um, and he's going to be like a regular part of the show. And then it's really kind of Freddie's world and Frazier's world at Harvard kind of colliding and all that. Uh, that's kind of the main breadth of the show as Fraser tries to restore the relationship with his son. That's kind of what the main through line is of at least the first five episodes. Um, Russ, how what's your like, you know, history with the with the show and, and also how you feeling so far about this?
4: Well, I'm, I'm the old guy at comic books, so I, I grew up watching Cheers, and so I've, I've known this character since I was like six, and he, he came to Cheers, and so uh, I, I love the character, and I love the fact that they've brought it back to Boston. Uh, it is a weird choice, because obviously once you go to Boston, and you don't go visit all those people who constantly came to Seattle to see you, it's a little bit, uh, it's like, wow, you're kind of a jerk. <laughs> uh, but uh the the new show i think is is solid i don't i think it's like a, a good you know i give it a three and a half star review when i wrote it up on the site um i think it's got some weaknesses i do think it gets better as it progresses i think that the uh episodes three through five are really strong i think that the the premiere was probably the weakest of the five uh and i understand that because uh one of the things that's really interesting about this is that with both Cheers and the original Frasier, it was a little bit of like in media res when we dropped in. He was already where he needed to be mm-hmm. and uh, the the relationships were all established. So this is the first time that we're watching Frasier kind of build a new life from the ground up. And I think that uh, that means necessarily the pilot or the premiere was a lot of exposition and a lot of info down there.
2: Yeah. No, agreed. Janelle, what's uh what's your your history with the with the show and, and what do you think so far?
0: I feel like you're gonna love this. My history with the show is zero.
1: <laughs>
0: I have no <laughs> no knowledge. All I know is that it would be on in my house and my parents would be watching it periodically. They were not diehard. They loved cheers, but they did not really I would see it on Nick at Night or wherever I saw I don't know where I saw it. I would see it occasionally. And I just, for some reason, when Matt typed it in our Slack, I was like, Frasier? Like, I'm interested in that. I don't know why. Maybe it's a stage of my life. Maybe it's just sentimental for me and reminds me of a time. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm, I want to give this a go. Like, it seems charming and it seems happy. And that's what I need in my life right now. So I, I totally turned these on and I couldn't stop watching I genuinely love the relationship between him and his son. I figured out very quickly um what his like nephew's role was, like who he was and who his parents yeah. were, even though I don't have a huge knowledge of the the old cast. I know them like I can picture them in my mind, but I don't know their whole history and their story, but I know certain things, so I love the nephew um I love the Friends of the Sun. Um, and I just think it's it's just charming and lovely. And it just is a feel-good program, which I feel like we need, especially when Matt tasks us with watching horror shows like the Usher thing. So, yes. It's, it would That's not my point. It's a lovely <laughs> departure. And I, I feel like I miss this type of show. I miss... I miss this. I don't really have it. I mean, I'm talking like, I was a big fan of Will and Grace. Friends, like, I love this and I don't really have this. I guess the most recent version of this that I like was like Fresh Off the Boat or The Goldbergs. Um, and I'm just, I don't really have it right now. So it's kind of like scratching that itch for me.
4: Can I just say, uh, Jim Burroughs, who directed Almost every episode of Cheers and the original Frasier was also a key creative force behind Willie Grace.
0: Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that makes sense.
4: <laughs>
2: makes the connective tissue is there and you yeah. didn't even know it. Yeah, there it's you right go. There. Yeah, You know what's, what's awesome? I, number one, this kind of conversation, what I love about the show, uh, mm-hmm. as Kofi would say, it's one of the things that I love, the just like viewpoints being like so far apart and yet like from where they are and then. Where we collide, and it's it's awesome. So, and I agree with you, Janelle. I think um, I I miss this type of show. I was kind of I. There was a we watch Frasier on a daily basis here. Like it's always on. Like we we watch it on, and and it doesn't hurt that it's on like every. It's like on three streaming services, yeah. <laughs> but like we watch it all the time. It holds up. It's just one of those like timeless shows at this point. Uh, the the cast is fantastic, and you know. A big part of that was Frazier's dynamic with his father, Martin, and then um, his, you know, dynamic with Niles. And so when, it, you know, obviously uh, Mahoney passed away and so, you know, couldn't return. And then, um, you know, Niles, that character isn't returning along with several of the other characters. So it was always my biggest question coming into it was like, okay, they have to obviously address things Of like what happened within the show framework to kind of why he's here in a new place, why they aren't around, and go there. And then also you have to find people that can, you know, the uh, Frazier always walked a fine balance between like making fun of Frazier, he was the butt of the joke, and also the one making the joke, and that you know pompous attitude. It was they walked a really fine line, and it worked. And so here you have to have that. And so you know you have. A collection of people, kind of trying, not even trying. I, I think in a lot of ways, succeeding, but serving in that role. It's really not two people anymore. It's like four. <laughs> it's like it's like they all kind of, you know. Even Freddie serve as that, you know. Freddie, there's a lot of Martin and Freddie, and so there's a lot of him taking shots at his dad and putting him in check. And you have to have that. Eve is the same way. Like she's fantastic so mm-hmm. far. Um, and then at work, you have. Uh, and I'm blanking on um I'm blanking on his Harvard work friends' names, um Alan, Alan and then uh, the his boss. I love Alan. Crowlins Alan is fantastic. <laughs> Alan takes no mess, and he's there's a to me, I agree with you, Russ. I think the premiere is probably the weakest one because once you get to like four and five, it, I think it tilts at three. I think three, they start to really find the groove. and then they start to bring those things in the mix. But like four and five, Five had me in stitches. There's like because it's Alan. It's just Alan being Alan and it's fantastic. So I can't wait for, for people to see that. But um I think they succeed, but I think it's a group effort. I think everyone's kind of in it and they serve the role of Martin and Niles. Um, you know, and then I think the every episode, it's like you'll get a lot of fun fluff, and then every episode has that like hit-home moment towards the end that just like just hits you, like it, it. They do a really good job of that, and like four of the five episodes are just like hitting you with like a real kind of meat potatoes moment. Uh, and it's you know especially with the stuff that has to do with Martin, I think they really nail that. So uh, I think people, longtime fans, will enjoy it. I I'm excited for. It. I hope it gets to go on because I think probably by mid season we'll really start to see what it, the show really is. And you know, by a season two, hopefully, it can really kind of take off. So I hope we we it sticks
1: around. What do what do you guys feel? Now, Matt, a quick question for you: When does Fraser get back on the money plane? <laughs> does he get back on the money plane?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Dang it! <laughs> season season three. Oh, <laughs> Though like loaded now. He's so he's he can do whatever stacked.
1: he wants. Okay, so yeah. call up Edge and let's let's have the sequel. Fine. Yeah.
2: I'll tell him. I'll, next time I I get to interview him, I will go. Hey, where's that sequel? You know the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He's like, which one? I'm like, Money Play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russ, you know any um you know parting thoughts on on the show?
4: I think to answer your your question about like renewal chances and things, I do think that CBS may have seen some of the same thing that we saw because it's it's probably not a coincidence that right before three. They're airing one and two back to back on like broadcast television. I feel like they know how strong three is, and they're just like, okay, so we're gonna get out ahead of buzz and like try <laughs> to let people get caught up. Um, I, I it's interesting because I think that the, the the things you can look at the most are Night Court and Murphy Brown because both of those very much like Frazier really kept the tone and the DNA and the feeling of the original show, uh, and Night Court was this huge hit that's already been renewed and Murphy Brown disappeared almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that leaves some question marks, but I do think Fraser has a huge advantage because, like you were saying, people love this show. They loved it when it was on TV and they still stream it all, all the time. I think when you look at something like Murphy Brown, there's just no streaming life for that show right. at all because of like weird soundtrack rights and things, and that really hurts.
2: No, agreed. Um, Janelle, will you be sticking for around yeah. for the rest of the season?
0: Yeah, I I kind of look at this like the same way I looked at How I Met Your Mother, the reboot. I was really excited about that. I love Hillary Duff and I was really pumped. And I was so let down in like the very first like two episodes. And the fact that I am, you know, three episodes in and I'm st- or four and I'm still like, oh my gosh, I want to keep watching this. I want to keep watching this. That's a really good sign because right. I did not feel that way with other, you know, Reupped shows that they try to bring back. So, yeah, I'm I'm optimistic.
2: Awesome. Uh, well, of course, uh, you can check out Frasier on Paramount Plus. Uh, you know, we are obviously comic book <laughs> CBS, but I feel like I can safely say from our conversation, and the really factor in that we're just big Frazier fans. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's awesome. Thank you, Russ, for for jumping on, buddy. I appreciate it.
4: Absolutely. Thanks for having
2: me. Absolutely, man. I'll catch you later. Have a great one. All right, so we are going to get into Loki now. And uh, you know, Connor Chanel what are you what are you feeling on on Loki? How are we how are we feeling coming out of this episode? Are you still on the on the hype train? Are you you feeling this this little bit of a
1: you know reunion? What are you thinking? We well, just
0: like side eyed each other. Love it. <laughs> As, <laughs> absolutely
1: love it. Any any just again, it's like I said last week any scene that is just tom and owen just talking is better than so much of what marvel's disney plus offerings provide and it just it just stands head and shoulders above the rest of it and it's you know and it's it's just like last week where they get into the complex time travelness of it all and it doesn't matter cuz every time they're both on screen it's there's what's the word palpable magnetism yeah. something there's energy there that carries this through all of hey cuz it it also reminded me of last season where there were a couple of times where it felt like the show had to go oh crap we're a marvel show uh do an action scene real quick <laughs> and you're you're in the volume so there's not much space to work with anyway so they would just have these really low stakes action moments and you had one of those in this episode where it's, hey, there's an entire armed militia of TVA agents all going through different portals to wipe out trillions of people. In a matter of 30 seconds, we get like 20 Thanos snaps, yeah. the equivalent of. Yeah. And it's all just people walking into doors. You look at a screen and a little branch disappears and that's it. And there's a there's like two seconds of actual fighting and then it's over. Which just reminds me of, hey, this show is not doesn't net it doesn't need to be an action show. It feels compelled to be one because it's Marvel. But when it's not trying to be that, it's still great. And I point to the entire interrogation sequence
3: mm. as a
1: prime example of that. There's no action in that. Mm-mm. But it was great.
0: Dude, well, I couldn't even watch that. I'm claustrophobic. So I was really struggling. Like <laughs> I, I literally looked at my husband and I was like, Can you tell me? Like when I can look again, because it just kept getting worse and worse. And like, I can't do this. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm obviously like, I, that was beautifully said. Um, it, I talked to Brandon davis who is on phase zero and yes. covers this all the time I'm yes kidding.
1: i'm kidding uh, love you bd
0: he he knows how in love with loki i am um always have been way before loki was cool i was team loki um so <laughs> after <laughs> like flipping he... in that cred check <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm
1: sorry loki was always cool
0: yeah i mean to some <laughs> so he uh he definitely called me this week just to check in uh because i've been traveling and he's like please tell me you watch the episode of course i watch the episode and he's like just so you know, because he's previewed quite a few. He's like, this is the weakest one. And I went, really? So I had, I did not have high expectations. And then I went into it, and I just, I absolutely loved it. So if this is, like, the weakest episode that <laughs> right. all the pre-screeners got to see, holy smokes, we have a big season ahead of us. Because I loved this one. I thought it was awesome. I like story development and, like, character development episodes um, anyways. But... Yeah, I mean, you called it. You don't even have to have a lot of action, and it's still spectacular. And I like even just this teaser that we're watching on camera right now, there is so much more to see coming up. Like, whoa, like, are we at a carnival? Like, what is going on? There's so much happening. Um, I think everyone knows, especially by this, that Sylvie's back. And I think that is something that we all super needed. I really love the moments with Sylvie because, you know, in the end, this show is kind of like a love relationship type story as well. And so seeing their beef and seeing them trying to kind of like passive aggressively hash it out felt so good because, hey, they're just like us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I and I love that. I just, I love the new character they introduced. I really can't complain. I'm so happy that we are getting... The Disney Plus that we were promised with this show. Like, right. I'm so glad we're getting back to like the WandaVision, the Loki's, the Moon Knights. Let's go. I'm pumped.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I can't disagree. And I, I think the tease of if this really is, I agree with you, this is the weakest. Wow. Uh, we're, this is good news because I enjoyed this episode a lot. I thought, again, I, I very much like the small, not small necessarily in scope, but like smaller moments between characters. Like if you give me an episode of character work, I don't necessarily view that as a a lot of episodes like that will get, you know, dinged for, well, it didn't move this forward or didn't move this bigger thing forward. Or we still don't have answers here. And I'm very much someone who likes to live in a world for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's just because I play a lot of RPGs, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, I I don't mind sitting in one city for, You know, hours
1: and hours and just grabbing quests and filling that out. Same. uh, I I need a uh, show where Owen Wilson is just talking about pie for 30 (laughs) minutes. Would be the best podcast in the world.
2: It's so <laughs> that's funny the spinoff
1: that's coming. Yes, I it's, I um... watched
0: the Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. yesterday too with Owen, and I felt like it was this character in the Haunted Mansion, and so I felt like I like doubled. Yeah, it. I'm just
4: laid
1: back. <laughs> I'm a priest, you know. It, it happens. Great. Yeah, I was like, wow, oh that's man, actually really good. Well, <laughs> let, let, let me let me <laughs> ask let me ask you both this because I feel like Matt, we we've kind of gone back and forth over do we talk about theories the mm. day after yeah. the episode. And my one of my big complaints with all of the Disney Plus shows, and even Loki season one was guilty of this, is the we're going to keep having this big, long mystery that is going to build up through the entire season, and whether or not the last episode successfully pulls it off kind of determines the success of the show overall. Oh and yeah. they're not really trying with that this season. There's There's questions and stuff, but we're not all sitting here going, what's the, you know... Where's Mephisto
0: confirms. Where's the
1: Mephisto of this season? <laughs> right. Where's the big where's the stockbroker or the, yeah. the whatever it was in Captain Where Soldier and Falcon?
2: There's but no mysterious there's,
1: MacGuffin. Yeah, there's no big question that needs to be answered in the next couple issues. Right. And there's no there's no need for like a new Rockstars video mm. to break down all the clues of what it could be. There's True. none of that. And I'm enjoying it all the more for it. But do you guys think it's missing that?
0: I, it is missing it it doesn't have it but that's okay Sure. Yeah, and you're right yeah. like yeah I didn't even notice this until you brought it up and that's awesome because I am one of those people like Mephisto the bunny was totally Mephisto no the bunny was Doctor Strange <laughs> the, bunny. the bunny was Doctor Strange in WandaVision wow. the, it, he should have been Doctor Sh- anyways um, <laughs> no but yeah I, I think that's a really good point I didn't even think about that and that's a sign that they're doing a good job uh, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was a little nervous about all the new characters they were going to bring in as well this season because we did lose Renslayer. I mean, obviously, we she's know around. she's somewhere. But, you know, we you don't know. And then, like, Sylvie wasn't even really in the first episode. So I was kind of nervous. But, man, they're pulling that off, too. With the addition of these new characters, I'm loving them as well. So,
2: yeah, I think this bodes well for, like Connor said, the end game because no no uh pun (laughs) intended there but i think i think it's it bodes well for that because this is still six right is this six episodes i believe so yeah okay so yeah i i'm okay with their i don't miss it like i don't look at it as a as a negative at all And, and in fact i feel like it's just allowing me i get annoyed with all the discourse sometimes when it comes to like what's the thing who's the person whatever i get I get get like super over it real quick Mm -hmm. because I'm just like it's it's 90 percent of the time. It's not what you think or it's something different or whatever. Like, it's just not worth it to me to like jump into that. So for this, I like that that's not there. I just like that I can enjoy a great story. There's still mysteries and they're compelling on their own. But I just like that we're not getting distracted. It feels like this show is keeping everyone invested for the journey along the way and i and i'm cool with that and i this looks to be another home run which is great because it the mcu needs, <laughs> they needs wins. um you know so yeah so i'm so we're all good on loki which is great uh and of course you can check out uh more of our coverage on comicbook.com and uh of course fazier does their their live replays as well so lots of loki coverage coming so um Real quick, uh, before I get into, well, no, no, we'll, we'll stay on track. I won't, I won't screw stuff up in the layout here. So, <laughs> so the fall of the House of Usher is the horror show that Janelle was referring to earlier. Uh, that I was that that show hit. I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I did not know anything about the show before. It was like, hey, this is a new show, but felt like a big deal, and so I went, I'm gonna watch this. And my word, I kind of love this show i am i am all like about this show and and it has been not lost on anyone here like me and janelle tend to be the people that like are not big fans of horror Mm -hmm. in fact like when half of the horror things come up we just don't really talk about them because we don't watch them Um, (laughs) ignore and here this was i i think going into it i didn't know exactly like what horror horror elements there were so i kind of went in with a blank slate and I'm kind of glad I did because I feel like the first episode does a really good job of like walking that fine line. Like there's some creepy moments and some tense moments, but you know, the central mystery of seeing like how the family falls. Cause the premise of this, if you aren't aware is that essentially at the beginning of the very first episode we're not going to spoil big stuff or anything, but this is in the literally the first five minutes. so I feel like it's safe. Uh, there is a, District Attorney that is meeting with the head of the Usher family, which is uh, Rodrick Usher, uh, played by Bruce Greenwood, and um,
1: he's essentially like, what? Oh, What'd we, you didn't, say? we didn't, didn't say, didn't say nothing. I just <laughs> got startled when I saw Mark Hamill appear on screen. Oh, jeez! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he, he was in this. this. <laughs> oh my God, he's
2: so he doesn't like he barely talks. Mark Hamill like barely talks in the show, but he's such a like you can't take your eyes off him when he's on screen uh, and he's like called the grim reaper. He's essentially their lawyer. Um, but so Roger Usher, essentially the, the police and everything think he had something to do with all these murders in his family. And he's now telling the story of really what happened to them because a lot of the family has been killed in various ways. Uh, some multiples at a time. Like it's really like, it starts off in a really like brutal way. And then it tells you like, he's going to take you through the story. And the story goes through some very like supernatural creepy stuff uh, towards the beginning of like how this family got successful and his early life and stuff. And I just, I was captivated like all the way through. I still don't really know what's happening. Uh, I still don't really know like how far into that we're going to get, but my word, I'm like two episodes in and I just, you know, I, I love it so far. I'm very hooked. I'm going to finish it and be excited. But you know what did what did you guys think? Did you guys have a chance to check this out? <laughs> nah. Neither
0: one of us <laughs> even touched it. I, I watched swear. the trailer though. I did. I watched the trailer, and I am intrigued. I just wasn't in the headspace to go like full gore right now. Um, I just I came back from like tons of travel. I'm in la la land. I'm so happy. La, like getting my house back in order. I'm gonna get some Thanksgiving decorations <laughs> up. I'm skipping Halloween altogether, and I just. I just Fair wasn't enough. mentally prepared for the amount of death <laughs> in this. Because um, I think it's like a whole family. So I, I I did watch the trailer, though, and I will say it looks spectacular. Uh, they do a beautiful job of explaining what this is about. So if anybody is interested and they're like, I might be into this, I think the trailer really does like hit those notes. I feel like I know exactly what the whole show is about at this point. Right. Um, the intrigue, like... The mystery of it all. Like, obviously, they've done some pretty dirty stuff. They deserve this, but do they really know? I mean, nobody deserves to die like that. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm very interested. But I might. I don't know. I might watch it on Halloween. It looks the
2: like
1: it's fantastic.
0: Yeah,
2: they look great.
1: It looks like what would happen if Succession had consequences.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking. Like, there are so many Succession vibes. Wow, when the family's together. And, like, the family's not together, like, very often, but there are sequences where they're together because it's part of the story. And, like, I-, I could not get that out of my head. Okay. I was like, if you're a fan of that, the in-between – because, like, everyone is – no one's, like, a good guy. You know, they're all screwed up in their own way and doing their own thing and very, like, focused. Like, it also had a little bit of – um Oh, God, the uh, Righteous Gemstones to it. Oh, I love that that So when they're together, you know, and you're following all the different family members (coughs) and they all got their own thing going on. So it's it's excellent. I really it really intrigued me. The cast, Carla Gugino plays uh, a character named Verna, and she's like really like the central mystery is around her and um, how she's involved and things like that. And they start to touch on that in those episodes. But. She's fantastic. Uh, And then before we dip into comics, uh, Connor, I know you've been loving Gen V. I have. What did you think of the newest one?
1: So I think the show is still on a really hot streak. I think... So we haven't really touched on this since the original three episodes came out. And since then, we've gotten more of the mystery surrounding Sam and the woods and just how involved the faculty is in this very clearly awful experiment that they're doing underneath the literal university Uh, there have been a couple of twists that i kind of go does that work does that does that track uh um marie and jordan's relationship i didn't i don't think clicks at all and it's it's not the it's not even that it's a surprise it's that they literally do the thing that TV shows love to do where as, as soon as two actors realizes that their faces are really close together, they have to kiss. <laughs> they, like there's a particular angle and shot that they do every time when they go, "Oh, our faces are close." <laughs> it's like stop. You don't have. It, it, and even after the fact, when they're trying to talk, it's like I don't feel any chemistry coming from any combination of the mm, three actors. Because okay. with Jordan, you've got two different actors playing the same character. When it's either of them on screen, I'm like. I don't I don't buy yeah. the spark here. And funny enough, the Sam and Emma relationship that's kind of been budding, I actually really dig that because I think Emma's just this horribly put upon character and Sam has obviously been tortured and has some serious mental problems going on. And I I, I love the kinship that they're kind of building, even though there's the memory mind wipe erase after the end of episode four. With episode five, we get the big Kate reveal, which I, as soon as it happened, I was like, "Does that does that track? Does that work with what she's been doing these first few episodes?" But then they immediately t- pile on top of it: of she was, uh, she had her mind wiped by another psychic, and that has clearly that clearly still has some lasting effects. She's clearly not okay with what she's doing. It's not just a surprise. I've been evil the whole right. time. <laughs> they're they're not going that route. And she seems to be an unwitting participant in this whole scheme. So I, I think they can work their way up to either she's full on evil or she's been an unwitting participant in this and can kind of get pulled back. But overall, it's great. If I have any complaint at all, it feels like they realized by the end of episode four, oh crap. We've gotten too far in the story already. We need to pull back. So let's literally erase everybody's memory and have them try to build the pieces of it back up to where a few episodes from now we're back in the same place where everybody's trying to rescue Sam oh and get God. rid of the woods yeah the fist thing that that is funny. <laughs> That's not even close <laughs> to the most gruesome thing we've seen I know but it just I just turned at that like
2: exact also moment the the,
1: the the site rufus the psychic showing up again this episode after what happened last episode <laughs> I'm like how are you not like unable to walk right now <laughs> because if you know, you know, and I can't describe it without us getting demonetized. Not oh even gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> not, but it's it's the most boys thing in this show so far. So overall, watch Gen V if you haven't. This show has been overall excellent, and I'm really curious to see how they stick the landing. Cool. Yeah. On it. No, I um I'm I'm excited for this. I think we're.
2: I agree with you. I think it's the latter. I think it's the like she's not fully in control. I think that's how you bring that like character kind of back around but mm-hmm. we'll see I, I, it's it's very much almost every other time that i've guessed on something with the boys i get it wrong
3: right wow <laughs> so
2: it, it's i'm very bad like it's very really a flip cool coin like very they tend to twist
1: and part of the part of the issue i had with the twist was of the characters, it's like which one of these could be the evil one? The girl who takes off her gloves and does the rogue thing, except it's I can literally control you and erase your memory. That's the most obvious. Yeah. Like, of course yeah. she would be the bad guy. <laughs> Do something better than that. Yeah. So I and that's that, why they thought they would get away with it because it's the obvious
2: pick. So we're gonna trace bust the bust of you and turn it around and make that the person. See, that's why they did it. I say flip like,
1: it round and reverse it.
2: I like oh, that. I, I don't know it's what we're brain referencing. Brain 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 brain. Brain. Yeah. I'm, okay, I am referencing one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time, The Big Hit.
1: Okay. And I'm referencing uh, <laughs> Missy, Missy, Elliot. Elliot. Missy Elliott. Missy <laughs> Elliott.
2: We couldn't be further apart. All right.
1: I just a, served Busta Busta. I'm like, Busta this. Rhymes, yeah. got it.
0: I was thinking bus arrives too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is good a place as any to go in the comics. I don't think we have a better segue than that. So uh yeah, let's start with Batman City of Madness. Speaking of DC Black Label, I uh, thought it was very fitting. Uh this is a new book from Christian Ward. Um, you know, his last one, uh, Aquaman Andromeda, I really enjoyed, but also it was kind of a it was a three-issue series. They're all maxi as far as like this one's like 48 pages. Um, but that one was a little bit of a slow burn. Like it really was like halfway through that. It really started gaining speed finally. Um, I didn't feel that way as much with this because I thought they get to, you know, we essentially have the Court of Owls here kind of defending this, you know, this place underneath Gotham. It's a kind of another one of the, you know, city. There's a city underneath the city type things. Um, And, you know, we have this kind of evil Batman this evil version, this twisted version of Batman kind of being guarded and and so it gets loose. And so we're now seeing that whole battle literally as opposed to what is typically done with Batman books is like figuratively, you know, is Batman the monster here? It's like, no, no, no. It's literally an evil version of Batman. Mm. Um, I love Christian Ward's artwork, like his style. I just I, and I think it really suits gotham and it really suits two-face i thought the the stuff there was was so cool yeah it was fantastic like this, this is a gorgeous book and even like the talon stuff like later on like some of the action sequences are just so creative and they look they pop on the page um you know i've seen a lot of batman stories so like like it didn't throw me you know it's not like anything like super out of the realm that we're accustomed to but i'm still it's still intriguing because Primarily for me because of Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but what did you guys think? Did not read.
0: Okay. You gave, me,
1: you gave us too many big comics this week, Matt. So I had to pick one.
0: <laughs> 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 Welcome to Comic Book Nation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, of course it's a 48-page comic. Of course. I, I read this one this morning, actually. Um, I lo- and I loved it. I'm so glad you picked it. Uh, this was my favorite of the week. And I, you know how I feel about Batman. If you don't, if you're just tuning in, I sometimes feel like we only read Batman ever. Uh, So I I was pleasantly surprised with this one. I super enjoyed it. Um, I loved the artwork, just like you said. I love Two-Face, The Court of Owls. That's new for me. So this is my first time getting to know the owls in a comic book. Mm. Yes. So um, I'm super intrigued and I feel like they did a great job of covering their bases on that, explaining like who they are, what they're about without being like, listing it off like, I don't know, like a dictionary. And now um, you
1: know the thing that fans won't shut up about bringing to the movies.
0: Yes, yes. And I'm actually pumped about it because I, I think it's very interesting. Um, and I love like the villain that we're getting or I don't even know. I'm, I'm almost starting to feel sorry for this monster creature thing because it was locked away. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know. Um, and I'm, I'm curious. And the monster thing isn't terrible because he does something good in the end. So I don't know. I, we'll see. But the, The point is, is I'm excited to know what happens next. And that's the most important thing for me with this book because there are some other books that I didn't feel that way with.
2: I always know it is a... It is a flip of the coin when there's a Batman book, title. and it's <laughs> half the time not my fault because DC publishes like ninety thousand Batman they books. Do. So it's they like, do. You know, it's like oh my god, and I try. I like add like I go all out, and I go, okay, did we talk Batman last week? Okay, we gotta skip a week <laughs> and do Batman. Yeah. I'm really I glad don't know. You I because I, I never so want to kill that. You know? Yeah. Um. So moving to the other side of Marvel, we're gonna go the Superior Spider-Man returns. Number one. Now I, I know that, um, Connor. I'm not sure about you, but I know Janelle. I don't think we've ever really done a Superior Spider-Man book because I'm pretty
1: sure that book. Oh, was out is this
0: stuff like a before. thing? This oh, wasn't yeah. like a special. Oh, well, well, this
1: was a thing, but it was a thing like a decade ago. I thought it was like yeah. just
0: a special, and I was like not having it.
1: Okay, so
2: well, that's a perfect place to start because <laughs> this is obviously Superior Spider-Man was a very much talked about and buzzed about run. Uh, from dance slot a while back uh and it was essentially doc ock. it was it's another one of those things only in comics right uh two people <laughs> doc ock took a well you know what i'm not gonna go into that uh, bottom confusing. line is doc ock became spider-man we're not gonna go down that road yeah doc ock became spider-man for a while and he became like the he labeled himself the superior spider-man because for a while there Know Doc Ock's a genius and so is Peter Parker, but like Doc Ock is like even smarter, right? And so he refined all of these uh methods that Peter had and really became a more effective, efficient Spider Man, even though you know he didn't have the compassion and the heart and all that stuff of Peter. And so over time, Peter kind of gained back his mind and body and stuff like that. But for that span of time, people really dug this take on spider-man and so it's always been a popular book and now we're getting this kind of new not new take on the character but a return of the character in a sense um and this book is you know very much like all flashback driven Mm -hmm. um and then but the stuff at the end is really interesting because like essentially you get introduced to like this whole other character who i actually really dig and, you know, Doc Ock is like working with, you know, AIM and all this other stuff. And then it kind of brings it back to the present. And I'm curious where they go from there. So in that sense, for me, it worked. I was a big fan of the original series. I enjoyed that series quite a bit. It's one of the one of actually my favorite Dan slot Spider-Man runs. So I knew what I was getting into, but I can totally understand someone coming in who hasn't be like, what the hell is this? Completely Uh, confused. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally get it. Connor, did you, were you a big fan of the original? Where do you stand on that?
1: So it's funny. We talked back when the whole Miss Marvel getting murdered in the Spider-Man book happened that Marvel doesn't know what to do with regular Peter Parker Spider-Man. So it's kind of only interesting when you do different things with him. (laughs) Right now, they've got him as the goblin, and I've, I'm i not reading. Don't You can't make me. But I think it's funny how other versions of Spider-Man are so much more interesting, and Doc Ock was a great example of that, where he's kind of a supervillain, he's kind of an evil genius, but he's also feeling obliged to continue what Peter was doing and keep saving people. Because the irony of Doc Ock's origin was that it was based in a place of, like, Sheer charity. He wanted to create yeah. en- entirely renewable energy. That is by itself a good thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Obviously, his means and what he drove to have to do it—that's where it falls apart. That's how a lot of Spider-Man villains go. Seeing him back in the suit was awesome. My and I, I thought this was really well done. I thought it was great at bringing back what it felt like in that old series where you have P- It's Peter's body, but. The in- dialogue is entirely different, yet he still feels the need to do quips, which I always think is funny because it's like it's not it's not stupid quips; it's kind of smart quips. But then you go, "Really? That's what she came up with?" Okay. <laughs> and I, I I thought that was interesting, yeah. and I love even the little uh like the little robot who would keep popping up and say, "Tasty yes. refreshment." <laughs> He's like, Aww. "No." Uh, that that was all great. My question is, how is this a series? Because we we just all we did was a flashback. He's obviously Doc Ock now. Right. The circumstances by which he became Spider Man, that was kind of a one time thing. You can't right. really replicate that. So, where, uh, is this only going to be flashbacks going forward? Or is this actually going to be something? Yeah. It's
2: a good question. I don't. It does have me intrigued to check out the full series when it launches because i was very curious about the end i was like okay well how are they going to get him in the suit and then we don't find that out so i was like uh okay um (laughs) that's interesting we'll we'll see where we go from there i'm i'm with you though i think that's my biggest question of what how do we get things centered to where he's actually him again Because you have to, with that ending, like, you have to get him there, because now you have someone back in the present that he's got to deal with, and, you know, though it will be fun to see them react to just him as, like, not Spider-Man. That will be interesting. Yeah. Janelle, I know you weren't feeling it. Or at least that's the impression you got. So, was that, like... Wordy,
0: way too long. I don't really care about the past. Just, I don't like the way he talks. Like... Uh, it's just it's not it it didn't really grab me it's
1: funnier if you think the kid from Dexter's lab grew up to be this yeah
0: yeah yeah I mean I know who Doc is is. but I just I just don't really care about him as Spider-Man I don't really he's not a character I I love so I'm just kind of like okay I don't really care that you're Spider-Man I just uh and no no one else really captured me in the book as well it's it's not terrible. And I feel like if you have that sentimental like pull, if you have that, yeah. like I read this in the past, I totally get it. But as like a new reader, I don't think it's worth your time.
2: Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, we have Captain Marvel Assault on Eden number one. Uh, this is a essentially a, hey, the Marvel is coming out soon. And so we're going to get a <laughs> Captain Marvel book in stores because we're in between the, on- the new Captain Marvel ongoing launches later this month which I'm very excited about. Alyssa Wong is on that. So I'm very hyped for that, but that's not in stores yet. And so, Hey, let's get a book out there. It's a one shot. It has a Monica Rambo backup story. And this one essentially, I think does a admirable job, a pretty good job, actually, of getting you up to speed on who Carol is some of Carol's backstory, as far as like powers and her mom and the reveal of that. If you've been following Carol in the comics, you know, this isn't a necessary issue. Mm-hmm. I did think it was really pretty. I thought it was like I love the the stylistic like the stylistic art in this. I thought was awesome. Like it looked really cartoon-y. cool, but like yeah. you you didn't need this. But I enjoyed it because I'm a fan of the character. I always like Hulkling and Wiccan, and I like how they broke down their links to the Kree and the scrolls because that's obviously going to be important in the Marvels. So again, this is very much a a primer in a one shot form. This is supposed to kind of get you up to speed there, but I enjoyed it as a fun one-off story. Uh, Janelle, what'd you feel?
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> this is like my first not win for Captain Marvel in a very long time. Um, not that it was bad. There, was just, there were some things that were unclear in the storyline yeah. that I was just, it just felt, it felt um, busy. It felt very busy in, in like, the artwork and and what was actually happening. Like, I don't know this villain and why did they take the kids? And, like, there was just a lot. I don't know this other prince character or whatever he is. I I still don't even really know. And I couldn't reread it because I didn't care. Like, I was just kind of like, okay, give me more Captain. Like, I just loved her parts. So that's all I cared about. Um, It's just, you know, it's... I wouldn't say it's like the strongest Captain Marvel because we've been reading such brilliant right. books from her. Absolutely. So, um, and I mean, even like, I'm just really anticipating this, this movie and I'm loving every like Marvel aspect. I'm loving Monica Rambeau and I'm loving, you know, Kamala and all of that. So I just, it just kind of, it felt a little flat for me, but I'm you know, I'm happy to be back reading comics. Honestly, I missed reading comics for the past three weeks, so I'm just grateful I get to see a familiar face. You know.
1: So now, when the trade comes out, I just want in quotes, sigh, Janelle Wheeler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's my. Well, quote. That, this won't be a trade. This will be. This is one and done. So no. <laughs> we won't even get any more. This is done. Um, but uh, and then moving into just a couple quick recs: uh, Green Lantern number four came out that that had the Sinestro how showdown that we've been kind of waiting for but honestly the the best parts of the issue it is a reunion between barry and Hal, and those two are just fantastic together i think Hal and barry bring out the best in each other i'm not a big fan of barry and in the past i've actually never been a giant fan of Hal, but i think they bring the best out of each other this was a fantastic issue uh power or sorry um power rangers unlimited call the darkness is a trade that collects um two of the kind of bigger one shots released including the hyperforce uh one shot so you should definitely check that out um and then also the coinless one which i actually think is the best of the two and, and that's fantastic and then another trade the shrouded college hell to pay uh this is a charles soul is doing this series and i didn't know anything about it coming into it um but it deals with like you know, essentially like all these coins from these like demonic coins that essentially essentially grant you a, a wish from demons and like it ties into like all these crazy famous figures from the past have used these, including like Alexander the Great, and all it's it's this really interesting, very different world that has been made. So that is now in trade the first volume. You can definitely check that out. But that is comics. Uh, with that, we will come to a close. Thank you so much, guys, for uh Join in the show. Of course, you can check out us in audio form on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can check out us here and all of our bonus episodes, which, by the way, Connor will have a bonus episode coming up here like later today uh, with and I don't want to mispronounce it, Connor. So what are we talking about in that bonus episode?
1: We're talking about Dragon Ball Dima is the yeah, right. is the new Dragon Ball series that was announced at New York Comic Con this week. I have opinions and the <laughs> anime team is going to try and talk me off the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> so there's I your teaser. I
0: love it.
2: You can check that out on our comic book nation YouTube page, along with all of our bonus episodes. We had one earlier this week with the DC recasting news. We did a recast. We've got everything on there. So you can check that out there. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us on Twitch and YouTube. Have a wonderful day. Adoosies.